this is On Call with Dr. Dave, and I have Pam here. Pam is actually my sister, and she's a nurse. Uh, we've been in the medical field for most of our lives, it seems like. We have something that we were always interested in and something that we always talked about growing up. Um, kind of took two different routes into medicine, and I'm just going to turn over to her and let her talk a little bit. Perfect. My name is Nurse Pam. Um, I have been a nurse for 22 years. I have specialized in cardiology, and that's kind of where my love is, is cardiology, but I've also done nursing homes as well as ER sometimes, ICU, all sorts of different things. Um, we have been in the medical field a really long time, and I started when I was 16, and I think have just been in there and loving it for my whole life. Some of the things that I really enjoy are my patients and the stories that they've come up with and the, the love I have for them. And one of the stories that I was thinking about um, is when I worked at a cardiology unit and I had this older gentleman and just the sweetest guy and just as happy as could be and just as pleasant as they come. And you don't get a lot of those, and especially in the cardiology that a lot of them are not as nice. And we got him ready to go. And his son went to get the car and he put his cowboy hat and his boots on and I get him in the wheelchair and all of a sudden his head drops. And I looked at my other nurses and I start freaking out because, you know, I, not, he was discharged. He was completely fine to go home. And um, at that point I realized his heart had stopped and we threw him back on the bed and started CPR. And um, we were unable to bring him back. I think it was probably the, one of the most the traumatic deaths that I had had because it was more of a personal relationship. And I thought he was fine. I thought he was okay. I wasn't prepared for it. And his son, we got him back from the car because he had gone to get the car to pick up his dad. So we had to go get him. And when he came up, he said, oh, I'm so glad he was able to put his, that's how he always wanted to die was with his cowboy bat hat. And, his oh. boots. and I, I looked at him and I said, couldn't you warn me? I would have kept the hat off. I wouldn't have done the whole thing. I would have only done part of it. And he's like, no, this is exactly how he wanted to go. And it just always stuck to me. And I always talk to my, when I'm teaching and doing things, I always let my students know that, you know, it's okay to have those emotions as a nurse. It's okay to feel that because I definitely went through the gamut of emotions and really struggled with all of that. And it was, it was definitely an eye opener for me and definitely helped me be a better teacher and help my, you know, explain that kind of stuff to them. So. Yeah, I think over the years, one thing I've learned more than anything is to listen to what patients want. It's really easy in medicine to say, this is your problem. This is how we fix this. this is, these are the steps that we take. These are the reasonable, most logical steps. And sometimes that's not what they want. Sometimes they want to go home. Sometimes they don't want the cure. Sometimes they're happy as they are. And so we see them in these weird situations. And I think taking that step back and be like, how do they want to manage their care. And some people don't know. And some people just say, doc, whatever you think is the best, I will do that. And some people have a strong opinion, like this is how I want to die. This is my situation. And sometimes we don't know. So like that guy may have full well known that's how he was going out. And he was just, uh, <laughs> or he, he just, warned me. <laughs> yeah, he could have warned you, but then you probably wouldn't have like discharged him. And then he would have lost control of the situation. Yeah. And honestly, I think that is one thing for me, especially with being in the medical field as long, we always want to try to fix things. And sometimes we need to step back and just listen and just understand where they're coming from and what they're under, what they want. 
And it's hard because we sometimes think we have all the right answers and we don't, you know? So, yeah. But, and it feels a little different when we're on the other side of things, when we're the patients and uh, then we want people to hear us and listen to us mm -hmm. and we have the way we want our healthcare to go. But when patients do that to us, it's like, ah, what do they know? <laughs> exactly. What are they thinking? So um, I did have an interesting opportunity this last week to actually follow a patient from home to the emergency room to life flight and then passing away. And it was a different situation because I'd never have been through the whole process. Mm -hmm. um, we had a wife, my, his wife was a friend of mine and got a hold, found out he was, had called 911, went to his house. Um, they were in the middle of CPR. I proceeded to, you know, help the EMTs with stuff. Um, they got him to the hospital and where I work, I just, because I was able to be involved a little bit more. So I participated in pushing meds and doing CPR and doing things like that. And then, but I also was the conduit to the wife. So the doctor would tell me what needed to be said to her and I would have to go back and forth, and back and forth, made it a little more real. Cause I came in mm -hmm. with her, not as the nurse. I came in with her as the friend. Um, the heart stopped twice. We had to, start his heart twice again. And I thought, oh my gosh, this man, I mean, he's been intubated twice or for, he's been intubated for probably 15, 20 minutes and his oxygen's never been above 70. So I was like, oh. in my head, I'm thinking, this is not good. What, what am I doing? But again, the wife went in to say goodbye. I went in and said that they're going to stop. And she said, okay, I'm going to say goodbye. His heart started again. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. And they ended up life flighting him. And by the time we got through um, to him, it was about a two hour drive for us to take his wife there. And he had passed away in the meantime. Mm. And it was just a very interesting thing to be on the opposite side because I was still the nurse. I was still involved with the medicine side, doing CPR, pushing meds, helping with that. But I was very much the family side of it, very much mm -hmm. on the visitor side of it. And it it definitely makes you realize how much we lack in emotion sometimes, um, especially with me working emergency room and ICU, I get very much adapted into, this is what I need. This is the meds, mm -hmm. this is you know, what I push, this is the jewels versus that family over there is hurting and they don't understand what I am doing to this, their, their family member. Yeah. So different yeah, situation. We rarely, yeah, we rarely have the time to explain in the moment, or even if we seem cold sometimes or distant, it's because, even if that patient dies, the next patient needs us to be fully capable and not like still emotionally in that spot. So it's like, I think that's one of the harder things about a medicine is it's, it's not that we don't feel it. And like a lot of us go into medicine because we do want to heal and we care so much. And then we get in a situation where we just have to compartmentalize and like move on to help the next person. And it just builds up. So I think some, some of this stuff too, is just like, it's cathartic to talk about some of these stories just because like they don't people don't see and we don't get to let it out sometimes because everybody else everybody in medicine has all these stories to share and we we can't just sit there and cry all the time and so we just have to like compartmentalize and we move on we go home and our kids need us and our spouses need us and there's still that person you're thinking about that died and but life needs to keep happening so i think we take a lot in that sometimes just never comes out yeah. Now, what about on the kind of the funnier, like sillier side of like medicine, like just like just like 
anything like that just comes to mind, like a short story where you're just like, oh my gosh, that was the weirdest thing ever. I can't believe I saw that or like somebody told me that. <laughs> um, kind of a little um, funny, but when I worked um, cardiac unit, I had a guy, an old gentleman that would always tell me he was going to go out with a toe tag. And he's like, I'm not leaving this building without a toe tag. And I'm like, dude, you came in for the most simple procedure. There is no chance this is happening. Everything's fine. And about 2 a.m., he went into VTAC. And I oh, ran down there and I was like, are you kidding me? I slammed open the door and I don't know what happened, but he like sat up in bed and was like, I told you I was going into going out in the toe tag. I have no idea if he really went into VTAC. I still don't know what happened. <laughs> I have no idea if I scared him out of it. I mean, like I hit that door so hard yeah. that maybe it just kind of jolted him. I don't know. <laughs> and it's been probably 20. I mean, that was when I was a brand new nurse. So that's been 20 years ago. And <laughs> I still have no explanation for how that happened. But he left in a wheelchair and completely alive. So he was not- Without correct. a toe tag, yeah. So Without a great. toe tag. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, working down to with the nursing home, I get a lot of just funny, funny. I mean, these, the dementia and the ladies, I mean, just the cutest. I, I have so much fun with them and they're just sweet, but they they like to- um. The, the one yesterday, just this week, was telling me, he's like, I need my wife. You kidnapped her and put her on a boat. <laughs> I was like, no, she's not on a boat. She just went to get the car. He's like, you lied. You lied. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, I have such a good time. With, I mean, that's why I went into medicine yeah. is because of the people. For the I love people. Them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, with, the, with the dementia, I heard a psychologist once talk about how a lot of times it's the same thing. We want to explain that they're mistaken or that's not the real thing but it doesn't really help with dementia patients. So he's like, you just kind of roll with it. It's okay if they think you're somebody else. It's okay if they think they're, you don't want to make it scary, but you don't need to remind them their wife has passed away or, you know, just they're not going to remember that. So don't give them more trauma. Just be there with them and kind of enjoy the ride. That's the thing. He, he did that with his parents. He just said, you know, like it was kind of like sad to begin with, but then you just try to just see the world through them. And they would tell stories because he would sometimes like his mom would think, that uh, he was the the husband, and so sometimes right. he would she would tell him things, thinking he was the husband that she would have never told him as the son. So he he heard stories that she'd never shared before. Kind of got a glimpse into who his mom was maybe earlier, and just some of those things that came out. He just kind of got a a better recognition of who his mom really was, even though it was dementia and he wasn't sure exactly what was real or not. He just enjoyed that experience, spending time with his mom. I'm going to say, if you see a different side, when I went through nursing school so many years ago, they told us, do not play with it. You reorient them 100%. Mm -hmm. If they go that way, you you bring them back. And the first couple of years of doing that, I was like, that's so traumatizing for them and oh, me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I was just and to constantly be told, you know, this horrible thing there, you know, your wife has passed away or different stuff. And I finally said enough of that. And honestly, I just go with it. And I have learned so much because I get the opportunity to be a part of some phone calls that they make with some people and they talk about their childhood and they'll remember <laughs> things that they didn't remember. And it brings up things. And I just get to sit there and enjoy hearing this side of them that a lot of people don't get. It's yeah, pretty neat. It's a, it's a little less filtered. They just like, mm -hmm. it's a little more simple. There's not the barriers up that most people put up when they're talking and you see a little bit more just into who they really are. I agree. I, you see that the genuine little soul that they have.
Okay. So I had a sweet little old lady who had severe dementia as well as sundowners. And she and what's not, what's sundowners? Not not everybody that's okay. listening knows what sundowners so sundowners is. is literally when the sun goes down, they forget who they are and they go crazy. Um that's they and then the as soon as the sun rises, they're back to normal. Yeah. It is a different type of dementia that literally just comes at night when the, the sun is down. So she, <laughs> she had severe, severe dementia with that as added, and she would not go to sleep until she spoke to her cat. And I could not convince her that her cat couldn't talk. And I was like, I worked on it. And eventually I just said, fine. And I went out to the nurse's station and I picked up the phone and I called her room and had the CNA hand her the phone. And I said, this is your cat. And I need you to go to sleep. <laughs> and she went to sleep and it was beautiful. And I was so excited. And I came out I was, and everybody's like, why didn't you meow? And I'm like, because she wanted her cat to talk. If she's talking to her cat, the cat's not meowing, it's talking. And they just looked at me like I was crazy, but she went to sleep. I, I was happy with however it worked out. <laughs> awesome. So. Yeah, that's great. I, I love that story. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your stories. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed yeah, it. I thanks. had a blast thinking about stories. <laughs> Hi, this is Dr. Dave. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please rate, review, and share this episode so that we can continue to get you more stories in the future.